That's the peaceful sound of morning at Mockingbird Farm Animal Sanctuary in western New York, where a whole lot of animals have a whole lot to say to a pet psychic. I'm Nancy Aziz. Welcome to Rover Says, the podcast where we talk about the weird and wonderful things animals say when they open up to pet psychics. How many animals do you have and what kind? What do you have there? So we currently have 52, we have, we currently have 52 animals and uh, 19 species. Yeah, we have, we have uh, everything. Do you want me to go through the list? Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, we have cat, we have cows, we have, we have bovines. So we have um, two steer and and two cows. We have um, goats. We have one llama, one very suspicious llama. Um, (laughs) We have sheep. We have miniature ponies. We have miniature donkeys draft horses, chickens, pigs, uh, ducks, one goose. We have rabbits, rats, guinea pigs, cats, and dogs. Wow. Um, I, I guess you just don't have an aardvark <laughs> and an elephant, but <laughs> you got everything else in there. <laughs> everything but a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> That's Janelle Chuddick. She's the founder of Mockingbird Farm Sanctuary, which primarily rescues abused and neglected farm animals. So Mockingbird Farm Sanctuary is a sanctuary for both humans and non-humans. It's it's really a place that we curated as sort of a safety, refuge, and haven for anybody who needs healing. So uh, as a as a professional, I'm a licensed clinical social worker with a certification in animal assisted social work. And so I really believe in the power of the human animal bond. And in a mutually beneficial environment, I think that humans can help heal animals while the animals help heal humans, as long as that's done ethically, of course, and on the animal's terms. So tell me, why did you decide to focus on farm animals mostly? A lot of folks don't realize the need for placement of farmed animals. Janelle says there are so many of them that need help and so few places that can take them in. There was a calf running down the city streets of Rochester, New York. I mean, in like Rochester proper, he was around two days old. He still had like a fresh umbilical stump. And where did this little guy come from, you know? And who's who's gonna, who's gonna take in a calf? So uh, it's just, just not really, there really aren't resources out there for, for farm animals who, who need us. She says resources are particularly thin for roosters. I counted by, I think it was like June, around 240 requests for placement of roosters this year. Because what happens is folks, you know, go to farm supply stores and they see these adorable little chicks that, you know, they want to bring some backyard hens home. And what happens is those chicks might not all be hens. And a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, towns and cities are not zoned for roosters and they end up in, in big trouble. And as soon as that rooster crows, they, they could be sighted and they panic because they, they, you know, grew to love this 
this animal. And now they have to find a safe home for this, for this animal. Unfortunately, they are almost, birds are the, the most exploited land animal by far. And um, there are just not enough homes for all the roosters. When the sanctuary can't take any more roosters in, Janelle networks with other organizations and tries to place them. But just tending to the current residents is a giant undertaking that requires long hours feeding and cleaning and big expenses like medical and dental care. In addition to all she does to keep the animals happy and healthy, she does one more thing that not a lot of other rescues do. She works with a pet psychic because she wants to know if her animals have everything they need. Shannon actually approached us, and I can't remember how or why. I really can't because it's been several years now. But I was like, why not? You know, let's let let's let's do this. And she she offered her services pro bono and I was just blown away. Janelle is talking about animal communicator and psychic medium Shannon Spring. There were things that she brought up that, I mean, we just, we've laughed and laughed and laughed and I've cried. And I mean, to even have the the idea that somebody might be able to tap into what they're thinking and that might be able to direct our care, that's wonderful. Here's Shannon Spring. Yeah, so it's funny. All of the animals have their own likes and dislikes, their personality traits, and their wish list. Like their dear Santa, here's what I hope you bring me for Christmas. And Janelle really stands out because she truthfully wants to hear what her animals have to say. And that's because she runs a very transparent operation. So she's willing to say, hey, are you happy? Are you healthy? Are we doing a good job? And that makes my job so much easier. And it's a testament to the great care that her animals are getting because they know they're in a safe place and they know their voices matter. One of the animals Shannon had a session with is Daisy, a llama of unknown age who had seen a lot in her life. She'd been rescued once before and wound up at Janelle's sanctuary after her last owner died. She arrived with her besties, a trio of goats. We stepped in and said we would we would take all of them as this adorable bonded little herd. And when Daisy got here, first of all, I've been around llamas, but like to be that close to a llama, I don't have the words. Like she, you just look at her and you laugh. She is so funny. So Daisy has this underbite that's just, it's hysterical. And she will look you dead in the eye. Like, you know, you're just like, you know how that saying goes, like, if you ever feel like you're being watched? <laughs> you really do. And you'll look over and always, she's she just, she's staring at you. And there's this, we have a couple um, windows in the barn and she's the tall, the only animal that is tall enough to be able to just like peer through the window. And so we're always wondering, what is Daisy thinking? The minute though you make eye contact with her, she she pins her ears and looks away like <laughs> so I was like oh my gosh you know I've, I've got questions Shannon I've got questions um what's she thinking what does she need you know Shannon tried to get Janelle answers she had a session with Daisy and asked her and Daisy's answer was a surprise to everyone Daisy the llama had a very simple request 
She wanted a, a trough that was up to her height so that she could drink without having to bend all the way over. And she wanted it to be stainless steel and not plastic. So a very, very simple request. Shannon passed along Daisy's request to Janelle, asking questions to make sure she got the information right. Um, she's like, where, where are the water containers located? And I said, uh, well, there, you know, we have several troughs, so on the ground, and then we have a couple hanging buckets. And she said, are they all low? <laughs> I said, well, yes, <laughs> because she, uh, Daisy shares uh, a living, you know, living quarters with sheep and goats. So all of her water is accessible to the smaller animals too. And um, Shannon immediately was like, she... She is not a fan. She really wants her water, like where she doesn't have to like reach all the way down, you know, to get it. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like I was mortified. I felt so bad. And she's like, and, and, and uh, tell me, are they like plastic? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like, you know, we've got like the Rubbermaid troughs, like the, the, the grade troughs and and the buckets and and the reason for that is you know they they don't easily shatter so they're safe and she's like she just she does not like the taste of like plastic or you know she's like she really wants stainless steel (laughs) (laughs) and so I was just dying I couldn't I could not and so like I immediately that day was like oh my god I have to to figure this out. Janelle got to work trying one solution and then another. After some trial and error, it appears she got everything right. Has there been a follow-up conversation about the trough? Like, uh, did did she give you kudos for fixing her problem? <laughs> I think she did. I think I can't remember specifically because we've she's done so many readings for us. Um, but I do think that she checked in with Daisy and. Um, gave us an A for F effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she knows that we, you know, or we do everything that we can, which is, which is sweet. <laughs> Shannon has worked with a number of animals at the sanctuary and at other animal rescues. She works with house pets and people too. So I am a pet medium and a people medium. And my slogan is any species, any challenge, anywhere. And that means literally whoever you want to talk to, whether it's a deceased human relative, a pet that has transitioned, or the animal sitting on your lap, or your next door neighbor or childhood sweetheart, I can make a connection with them. And the way that that's possible is because it's an energetic process. So just like you're not present in my living room right now, and we're able to communicate via the internet. It's really a similar process for our loved ones that are in spirit and our animals that are sitting on the couch or stealing our snacks in the other room. It's a telepathic energetic process, all begun with a heart-centered intention to connect with them. She says one particularly rewarding type of work she does is help bring voice to people who can't speak, like stroke patients, or those with Lou Gehrig's disease. So I've also communicated with people that have a medical disability or have been through some type of physical, mental, or emotional trauma, and they're unable to communicate with themselves. So the families will hire me to find out what do they need. And it really brings tears in my eyes because the things that they ask for are so, 
simple. It might be a change in the temperature. It might be just please dim the lights or lower your voices when you come in the room. Um, a mother hired me to do a baby reading on her son and he was about 15, 16 years old, but he was labeled with the mental capacity of a toddler. And when I spoke with him, he wanted his room redecorated the way that a teenager would want. He mentioned how thirsty he was. And so he wanted to have access to water on his own where he didn't always have to get his mom's attention. So things that really go to speak towards somebody's dignity and independence as much as possible. At the sanctuary, restoring dignity for the animals is part of the goal, too. Janelle says animal communication is just one more tool to make sure the animals live their best lives. I'll never forget putting that, you know, the metal uh, trough down for Davy and the way she looked at me. I think it, all around it's, it's benefited everybody because we definitely work as a big team and everybody here deserves the same thing and, and you know we we call the animals we we refer to them as everyone <laughs> that everyone here deserves the same equal treatment the the chickens get the same amount of that care that the horses do there's there's no difference for us and so um yeah it's made it it's made a huge huge impact in the well-being of of the herd in our next episode the sanctuary's animals say more to a pet psychic revealing a shocking duck love triangle, and a senior goat makes a very specific request for pumpkin muffins. And I swear I fell out of my chair. I could not believe, I could not believe it. That's on the next episode of Rover Says. I'm Nancy Aziz. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please rate it, follow, and share. It helps other animal lovers find the show. And as always, reach out if you have a great story about what your animal has revealed to a pet psychic. You can email us on our website, roversays.com. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday. <laughs>